Salutations, listeners. You're in for another edition of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this particular episode, we are going to give you the Dr. Jazz Yardbird Thanksgiving Special. That's right. We are going to take a spotlight onto one of the giants among all of the wonderful improvisers throughout the entire history of jazz music. We are going to be taking a look at the music of Charles Christopher Parker, better known as Charlie Parker, or Yardbird, or just Bird. And I thought, there is a lot of similarities and correlations between this event that we're all getting ready for, most of us, Thanksgiving, where we admire a bird and we generally stuff ourselves and give more than what we can handle at one short given time. And I thought, man, that's a lot like Charlie Parker. Because here's a bird that we all admire. Because he changed the, the whole vocabulary for jazz improvisation along with Diz and Monk, Max Roach and Bud Powell. So we have, like I said, 21 tracks for you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the Dr. Jazz Yardbird Thanksgiving Special. Get your fill of some bird right here. You're listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
time we would like to play a tune that was composed by my worthy constituent, Mr. Dizzy Gillespie, in the year 1942. We sincerely hope you do enjoy Salt Peanuts.
Peanuts. Charlie Parker with an early rendition of Cherokee. Before that, we heard Salt Peanuts from the Jazz at Massey Hall concert. It's also been dubbed as the greatest jazz concert ever. It was recorded May 15, 1953 with Charlie Parker, of course, on the alto sax, Lisa Gillespie on the trumpet, the great Bud Powell was on piano, Charles Mingus on the bass, and the inimitable Max Roach on the drums. And you might have heard at the beginning of that bird speaking and saying, uh, this tune was written by my worthy constituent, 
Mr. Dizzy Gillespie. Well, history has revealed that when Bird called Dizzy his worthy constituent, that Dizzy did not take too kindly to that. And you can hear him in the beginnings of Bird Solo screaming, Saw peanuts! And, uh, <laughs> yeah, because the truth is, is that, yes, Bird, um, along with Dizzy Gillespie and Thelonious Monk and Bud Powell and Max Roach and Kenny Clark, all helped to develop the harmonic sensibility, the phrasing, uh, the vocabulary that went into bebop. And so, to be called a worthy constituent, live, on a, on a hot microphone, you know, not to mention with so many of the founding fathers of bebop right there behind you, Dizzy did not take too kindly to. And for good reason. Um, and then we opened up the set with Carvin' the Bird. And what better way to start the Charlie Parker Yardbird Thanksgiving special here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast than the track Carvin' the Bird. So, uh, there's lots of versions of Carvin' the Bird that you can find, but that one comes from the Mosaic set, the Dial Modern Jazz uh, Classics, I believe. Let me double check this title. Yes, it is the complete Dial Modern Jazz Sessions on Mosaic. So, and we heard the alternate take of Carving the Bird because I just particularly like the bass and guitar kind of intro. It's a little bit more drone like, and I dig that, you know. Anyway. Got a, another great set coming at you. Got some uh, Afro-Cuban flavor. Got some Woody Herman's Heard Along with the Bird. And that's a great track. And some Max Roach featured for you. So stick around. You are listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. 
is one of my absolute favorite tracks just because I have such a soft spot for Max Roach. Man, I love Max's drumming, especially in this early kind of bebop era, you know. And that track was Max's Making Wax. You know, that's one of the classic dial sides for Charlie Parker. And that comes from the complete dial sessions. And I believe that's Stash Records that made this like four CD set um, it's beautiful. It's, uh, man, just so many takes and it's, you really get to hear everything. Um, if you're not sure what I'm talking about or which versions that I'm playing, no big sweat. All you got to do is just check out the website and the website address is Dr. Jazz podcast. That's D R J A double Z podcast. No spaces. Dot wordpress.com and you can see all of the album covers of everything that we're playing on this episode so that was Max's Making Wax from the Dial Sessions uh, before that we heard the great Tico Tico and that comes from Charlie Parker's South of the Border album on Verve Records. That is such a great album. I love so many things about that album, but man, the very first time I ever heard Tico Tico by Bird, it just it electrified me. I'm like, I've heard this before. This song, but not like this. And then he's just bobbing and weaving and flying around and sailing over those changes. It's such such a fast clip. It's just, it's wonderful. Ah, And then we started off that whole set with Charlie Parker being the featured soloist along with the Woody Herman Orchestra. And it comes from this uh, recording from 1951, uh, live in Kansas City. You know, that's Bird's hometown, Kansas City. So, um, yeah, and it comes from the CD Bird with the Herd. Of course, talking about Woody Herman's Herd. And, um, man, that's just... I love that song, Lemon Drop. You know, a friend of mine from high school, trombonist named Philip, um, 
he was always the class clown and God love Philip for it. He kept life interesting. But we were all listening to like a couple of big band um, songs one night trying to figure out, you know, what we wanted to advise our, you know, director to play in jazz band and stuff like that in high school. And anyway, Philip just came in. Is that I found the coolest tune. It's like, oh yeah, well, what's that? And he just starts singing. We're like, say what? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? And uh, yeah, it was Lemon Drop by Woody Herman. And man, that we heard Lemon Drop so many times that night. On and off the record. You know, just so since then. Lemon Drop has been an ingrained tune in my head. And that's the track that we heard is Bird soloing and sailing through the Woody Herman Heard, their arrangement of Lemon Drop. So, hopefully you dug it. Um, we got a lot more great Charlie Parker jazz coming for you on this Yard Bird Thanksgiving special here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thank you for listening. Check out the website. And now let's get to some more jazz.
right, it's Mr. Bob himself, the great bird, Jolly Parker, and the All-Stars with a new sound in modern progressive jazz. And right now, one you all remember that Bird, Dizzy, and Al Haig made, and Curly Russell, long time ago, for Gill, the thing called Hot House. Ah, uh, Symphony Sid. That was Bebop, the actual track, and the style of music, too, but the actual track is called Bebop, and that comes from Live at the Roost by Charlie Parker. Of course, if you're not familiar with the Roost is, the Roost is the jazz club known as the Royal Roost. It was uh, directly across the street from the Opera House in New York City and the Met. And um, <laughs> it was uh, originally, uh, since we're on this Thanksgiving you know, celebration, it was originally a chicken shack. You know, like a, a Popeyes or a, you know, whatever, raging raisin canes or whatever, you know, and uh, KFC. You know, it was just a chicken shack restaurant, and it went out of business because not on, enough of the, um, what have you, the the opera goers uh, thought that I guess fried chicken was beneath them, so. Um, they bought out this club and turned it into, or brought out this restaurant and turned it into a jazz club. And it became known as the Royal Roost. And the Roost part comes from the fact that it was formerly a chicken shack. That, you know, restaurant turned into a jazz club. And so it became the Royal Roost. And considering its location in New York, they called it the Metro- Metropolitan Bopra House <laughs> because they specified in bebop music being played at this club and there is uh, and in fact they even had um, many of what we just heard many uh, radio shows uh, live streaming at the time on radio uh, from Symphony Sid you know just broadcasting this wonderful bebop music out through the airwaves, which is fantastic. You get to hear like Charlie Parker live and you don't even have to leave your living room. You know, we were, uh, uh, accustomed to convenience even then. So there you have it. But anyway, so that's the, the story about the Royal roost. And of course, all the greats played there. Dizzy Gillespie, Charlie Parker, Fats Navarro, you know, and, uh, that track was called bebop. And before that, we heard Chi-Chi. And Chi-Chi comes off the, the Verve album, Now's the Time, which is one of the seminal Charlie Parker albums. That's like one of the ones you got to get if you're into Bird, man. Because it's got Now's the Time, and I Remember You, and Chi-Chi, and Kim, and all these great tracks. But Chi-Chi is especially uh, important for me. Because when I first went to, to school, to college, I had a director that was very, very much into Charlie Parker as well. That's where we really were like blood brothers as far as that goes. And I remember him saying, here, learn this. And he gave me this sheet of music that he had transcribed. You know, real books were not real, relatively um, readily available You know, when I first went to school. So he, he gave me this sheet that he transcribed of Chi-Chi and I'd heard Chi-Chi and I've tried to, I'd tried to play it by ear, but I didn't exactly have all the notes right. 
and here was this lead sheet in the exact same key and I was just so thrilled and I practiced it over and over and over again till I memorized it the right way and yeah so I always thank Culver for that you know uh, so Chi Chi is one of my personal absolute favorite tracks of Charlie Parker and we opened up that set with one of the very first Charlie Parker tunes I ever learned so here's thanks to Charles Christopher Parker that was Blues for Alice and that comes off the Verve album Swedish Swedish Schnapps. That's really hard to say. <laughs> Sounds like you've been into the Schnapps. Swedish Schnapps. Um, dang. Off of Verve and a lot of great tracks uh, on that album as well. You know, CC, she wrote Back Home Blues, Lover Man. And uh, Blues for Alice is one of my all time favorites. It's just, yeah, it's just a hip melody and it just. It just grooves. It's just, you know, bubbles along right there. So, all right, enough talking. Let's get to some more uh, fantastic music. We've got uh, three outstanding tracks here for you. Thank you for listening. You are listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. 
Time by Charlie Parker. That comes from the album that we talked about earlier, the Verve album by Charlie Parker, Now is the Time. And that solo is one of the the legendary solos in all of jazz. I mean, it's right up there with Louis Armstrong's solo to Strum with some barbecue and... Um, the West End Blues Fanfare and Paul Gonzalez's solo for the Duke Ellington Orchestra at Newport. I mean, it's just, it's one of those infamous things. It's like the Miles Davis solo and so what? I mean, everybody just knows that solo who is a, a, a serious, serious jazz listener. And even if you're not, you can easily follow along. It's just a beautiful solo, man. Um, yeah, God, I love that. That's one of the first solos I learned from Charlie Parker. It's the very first solo that's like, okay, yeah, I can do this. You know, and it's like the very first step, you know, and... God, it's just that and the Charlie Parker Omni book, you know. <laughs> Which, by the way, I found out now they have a second volume of the Charlie Parker Omni book. Go Hal Leonard. There you go. So, uh, yeah, for all you jazz fans, if you're not hip to that fact, you know, I know they have like 20 kajillion Omni books now, you know, but um, to have a Charlie Parker Omni book volume two, I mean, that's where this whole thing started. So, you know. Um, and. So that was Now's the Time. That was the last track that we heard. The middle track that we heard in that last set was Sly Mongoose, which is kind of like this Caribbean melody, you know, uh, and it comes from the album Bird is Free uh, from the Charlie Parker Records, you know, uh, that were kind of released through the permission of the estate of Charlie Parker's estate. And uh, that whole album is great. Bird is Free. Um, but that's the one that really kind of stuck out to me. It's kind of like, you know, this is, it's like the very first thing I thought of was like Sonny Rollins. I know that's, that's crazy, but to hear that kind of bebop vocabulary mixed with that Caribbean vibe, you know, that Calypso thing, you know, the way that he did with St. Thomas on the saxophone Colossus album, to hear that in a very bebop vernacular, um, with Sly Mongoose, it's just like, man, yeah, so, yeah, okay, yeah, this is it, this is, this must have been, like, some kind of, um, inspiration, maybe, to Sonny, or maybe they were both tapping into the same, you know, force in the universe, or whatever, you know, so, either way, and then we started off that whole set with Ornithology, and the thing about this version of Ornithology is it's with Charlie Parker and Fats Navarro, the great Fats Navarro on trumpet, live from Birdland, the club that was named after Charlie Parker. You know, in case you're you're new to this whole thing, it's okay. We welcome all folks, man. Um, there was a jazz club named in Ch Charlie Parker, uh, for Charlie Parker, before he died. He played in it. And it was called Birdland. And then there were lots of songs, you know, that kind of referenced Birdland, like Lullaby of Birdland. Um, yeah, and, you know, 
Bird passed away in 1954, or I'm sorry, 1955 at the age of 34. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was plenty of times that he was able to play at you know his club before he kind of got too messed up near the end there, you know. But this that that version of ornithology uh, was from Birdland. How fitting, right? And the audience was really into it, too. I don't know if you heard right after Bird took that very first solo break, you heard like a lady right near the microphone go like, yeah, baby. (laughs) So, I mean, they were they were really into it, you know. And don't forget that, you know, bebop was this music that was not intended for dancing. It was intended for listening. That's a bold, bold move to do at that point in time, you know, right after the big bands to sit there and go, no, 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 all you Lindy Hoppers and all you swing dancers, you just sit your butts down. What we're going to do is we're going to be playing art music, music for art's sake, and it's going to be too fast for you to, to dance to, but just sit down and listen to everything that we've shed and that we've worked on and that we've put together for you in this very new vocabulary and very fast tempo. It, yeah, it truly revolutionized jazz music, the whole bebop movement. And we're still using that vocabulary to this day, you know, almost 100 years later. You know, 1940 is when bebop came around. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, enough with the, the backstory. I'll get to some more music. Um, but yeah, let's see. We've got one, two, three really, really good ones for you on this. Um, we're going to start out with Charlie Parker and Strings. Here is Just Friends. You're listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thank you. 
please. Look like we'll have a fine jam session here. And here comes Zooty in the door with his branches. That what you know, Papa? Look at this cat here. Here's a suitcase. There. That's killer. You can beat on that one. Oh, Mama, don't reach it. Well, look at Well, here's Jack McFaulty in his tenor. Yes, well, say, Gage, how about blowing some, man? Got the next call. All right, that's great, man. Take it. You got it. <laughs> Say, you better bring me a double order Ariti Booties with a little hot sauce on it. That'll just about fix it. Oh, here's it. Well, look at Charlie Yard, boy, the Rooney. Yes, going, Oh, everything is mellow, man. Look at this cat to get his horn with the nake. Yeah, blow I got some? my horn with me, man. I want to blow some, too. Yeah. I'm having a little reed trouble. I'm got a reed? Yeah. Well, Mac has got a reed. He can trim it down a little. That's great. Yeah, that's, oh, that's great. solid then. Well, let's get together and blow. We need flat. Take the next one. You got it. Okay. All right. Oh. Yes, the great Slim Gaylord with Slim's Jam, and is <laughs> supposed to represent somewhat of a impromptu jam session while the record's being recorded. Still, it's it's a nice atmosphere, and it's a great nice blues solo by Bird on the alto sax. Of course, it featured Slim Gaylord on the the bass. And on the vocals, Dodo Mamarosa on the piano, Zudi Singleton, who was Louis Armstrong's drummer on drums, uh, Jack McVeigh on the tenor sax, aka Jack McVooty, <laughs> as Slim said. And I believe that was Dizzy Gillespie on the trumpet, you know, saying that he had to cut out and make this other kid. <laughs> 
So there you have it. Um, before that, we had uh, the Jazz at the Philharmonic group and How High the Moon, in which we got to hear, you know, how. first of all, How High the Moon is the exact same changes as Ornithology, you know, um, that we heard in, you know, one of the la- other sets, previous sets. And, you know, that's the cool thing about the Beboppers is that there was, this is about the time that all the copyright laws started coming about. And they said, well, you can copyright a melody, but you cannot copyright chord changes. So the Beboppers said, okay, well, we'll just write hipper melodies on top of these standards that we already know. So, for instance, um, I Got Rhythm became, you know, a, a plethora of tunes like Anthropology. Uh, and then what is it? Um, you have songs like uh, How High the Moon. Those changes became Ornithology. And then you had songs like Cold Borders, What Is This Thing Called? Love. And that became uh, Hot House. And, uh, yeah, all these standards became other things. Whispering became Groovin' High, you know. And so, and it became these transformative and vehicles for them to improvise in the same bebop style, but just with their own melodies. And then they get composer credit on top of that. So, um so Burb is very accustomed to playing the changes to How High the Moon uh, just through the method of ornithology. So what we got to hear there at the Jazz on the Philharmonic concert, these were concerts designed by Norman Grants to uh, be like a, a superstar cavalcade, if you will, of performers performing all together. And that was unheard of, really, at the time. And what we got to hear was this beautiful combination of Ella Fitzgerald and um, Lester Young and Charlie Parker and, you know, and, and all these cats playing together on the same stage. I mean, we can make, like, you know, mixed playlists with these artists all on the same playlist, but not necessarily on the exact same performance and the exact same song. But that's what this was. So kudos to Norman Grants. And there's a whole plethora of JATP, Jazz at the Philharmonic concerts. So that's wonderful. Um, yeah. And then before that, we heard Charlie Parker with Strings, which is just so gorgeous. The whole album is just gorgeous. Um, yeah. I mean... And it it bird finally felt that with the string accompaniment it was the way he was meant to be featured and it was with the accompaniment he was meant to to have and he truly felt honored in the right ways when he took that string group to France and he performed and they loved him they loved him some people thought that he was quote unquote selling out, that he wasn't doing this, you know, hardcore bebop, 
you know, rhythm, like combo, you know, and like he'd always done. But that was the wonderful thing about Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Parker is they had bigger vision than just the jazz combo. You know, Dizzy had the whole vision of, of the big band format with bebop plus the whole Afro-Cuban, you know, immersion between that and bebop and jazz and making this cubop thing, you know. Um, yeah, and Latin jazz and just so many great, great things. And Charlie Parker said, you know, why can't we have bebop and strings? Sure we can. Let's do it, you know. And, yeah, so a testament to these guys' prowess. And this is all at the same time that you had very forward thinkers like Thelonious Monk in their presence as well. So there you go. All right, we got two more sets coming at you. We're going to start off this set um, with the great Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie playing together on a TV special. This is the one of the few... Um, TV things that uh, actually has bird playing. So, and <laughs> Charlie Parker, uh, it was said in the, the, the video celebrating bird that he thought this guy Earl was, and you can go back and watch it on YouTube. It, yeah, you, you can kind of see that this guy was, uh, had some racist overtones. Um, Colin, Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie, uh, you boys got anything left to say, you know, things like that. And so word has it that uh, Chan Parker, Charlie Parker's widow, had said that uh, Bird cut him a look on this film. And you can see it. And he does not look very happy. And then he um, he he let the music blaze, you know, so due to that. Because, you know, there's one thing that Charlie Parker couldn't stand, and that was intolerant people. So, there you go. It was a travesty, to use one of Bird's favorite words. So, here is Hot House with the great Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie. You're listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Here they are. This Hello. is Charlie Parker and the famous Dizzy Gillespie. Now, fellas, uh, Leonard says I'm supposed to be the Toastmaster, the sort of the Georgie Jessel of Jazz. So, Charlie, I want to award you now uh, the downbeat award for the best alto sax man of 1951. Thank Congratulations you, to you. Thank you. And, uh, Diz, this is to you from downbeat for being one of the top trumpet men of all time. Thank you. Congratulations, Diz. I mean, Dizzy, I got a little informal in. <laughs> uh, you boys got anything more to say? Well, Earl, they say music speaks louder than words, so we'd rather voice our opinion that way, if you don't uh, mind. I think that'd be all right with everybody if you really want to do it. Okay, now while you fellows are getting stuff there, I better tell the public that uh, we're going to have some really torrid tempo with Charlie Parker, the alto sax, and uh, Diz at the uh, trumpet, and Dick Hyman's at the piano. They're going to play, what is it? I think it's Hot House. Hot House? Hot House. Okay, fellas, let's go.
Jolly Parker, Confirmation, one of the all-time classic solos and bebop heads ever. Of course, Confirmation comes off the Verve album, Now's the Time. I mean, you just I keep coming back to that album because there's just so many of my favorite Charlie Parker tracks on that album. It's just, it's a fantastic album. A must-have for any bebop fan, jazz fan, collector, etc., um, confirmation, yeah, it's got those Parker changes, man. We're talking about a guy that completely, like, turned harmony and theory upside down for jazz improvisers and made, you know, 10 changes, 12 changes out of, like, three, you know, which is beautiful. And then he added this beautiful bridge. Ah, confirmation, yeah. For that, we heard Mango Mangue. From the Charlie Parker's South of the Border album. Again, you know, one of my just all-time favorite songs. Those punchy brass and, you know, those those conga drums and stuff. And bongos and, yeah, with the bebop on top of it. A bird's horn. and Man, yeah. And then we started off that set with Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Parker playing Hot House. From this kind of TV special. But you can find that exact song on the Charlie Parker in Integrale series, volume 10. There's 13 volumes, and volume 10 has that track from that TV special on it. That's what I love about these Integrale series is that um, I think there's one for Django, and I think there's one for Duke Ellington as well um but the integrale series is just fantastic because it really just chronicles everything uh in you know these in these musicians career from sideman gigs like what bird did with uh slim gaylord to these tv appearances and they make them actual tracks and and stuff like that as well as their own albums that are just fantastic so yeah um once again, if you would like to know where you can find this, don't try to, you know, aimlessly search, you know, on on Amazon or just, you know, um, go mindlessly into the record store unless you want to, then feel free. Uh, we've already done all that homework for you. All you have to do is go on to the website. And that website is Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-C-Z Podcast, dot wordpress.com. And there you can find out episode info and album art so you know what to look for if you like a particular track. We spare no expense for you here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Um, yeah, so we've got one more set for you. Uh, yeah. For this Yardbird, a Charlie Parker Thanksgiving special edition of the Dr. Jazz podcast. So hopefully you're bebopping along with us and we're bebopping along with you as you prepare for your Thanksgiving festivities. You celebrating your bird and us celebrating our bird. So there you have it. Um... Yeah, so a lot of Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Barker in this uh, next set. So we hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. 
uh, let's get to some music. Thank you. 
Christmas 
by Charlie Parker, which you can find on the Bird Flies High album. Although I believe the story was it was recorded live at the Royal Roost and very spontaneously. I think that Symphony Sid asked him, Hey, Bird, can you do uh, White Christmas, you know, uh, by Irving Berlin? And that they just took it and ran with it. And then he, of course, on top of that, being able to do that, quoted Jingle Bells in the middle. Pure genius. Before that, we heard Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Parker live at Carnegie Hall with A Night in Tunisia with the famous alto solo break and the famous solo that Charlie Parker had on A Night in Tunisia. It was live at Carnegie Hall right there. Bam. Then we started off the set with Groove and High from Dizzy Gillespie's Savoy Records release Groovin' High, which features Charlie Parker all over that album, and it's got just tons of classics. Um, but Groovin' High, one of the most memorable songs in all the bebop canon. Gotta love it. Well, hopefully you've dug this episode, this spotlight onto Charlie Parker, our Yardbird Thanksgiving, uh, Charlie Parker Thanksgiving. We do want to remind you to check out the website. That's Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com. You can find episode info and all the album art right there. Also, tell your friends we are on SoundCloud. We are on iTunes Podcasts. Uh, feel free to leave a review. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Um, feel free to write an email. Leave a comment on uh, on the Apple Podcast or leave a comment on SoundCloud. We'd love to hear comments or show ideas. So if you have an idea for a show, we would love to hear it. Uh, as always, thank you so very much for listening. Uh, We do love you madly, and as we end every show, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, y'all be good now, because in bird, we trust. Have a happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Bird lives.